Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me tonight on a very special episode of the Vigilance Press Podcast, but aren't they all? I think I start every show with that phrase. Um, Tonight, I'm very pleased to welcome back uh, two old friends, John Lighthouser and Steve Kenson from Green Ronin. Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you, James? Oh, fantastic, John. Steve? I'm doing very well, thanks. Sorry, I shouldn't really introduce you both at the same time. That was kind of awkward, wasn't it? Yes. Well, we're, <laughs> we're often taken as a unit. So. <laughs> we're certainly much more important, we're important enough to introduce individually, that's yeah. for sure. Well, uh, for those of you who haven't tuned in before, um, who might have discovered us recently, John Lighthouser is the uh, line developer for the Mutants and Masterminds role-playing game published by Green Ronin. Um, and uh, what other... Uh, what other titles do you hold at Green Running, John? Or is, is that your main? Uh, I, I think I am just the line developer at Green Running. Okay, and you also work with uh, um, Lone Wolf Development, right? The uh, software yes. company that makes Hero Lab? Yep, they make Hero Lab and Army Builder and Realmworks is coming up and I'm the business manager there just since about Gen Con. Cool, cool. And Steve Kenson is... Um, the the author and creator of the Mutants and Masterminds role-playing game, along with it's having the, been a contributing writer to just about every superhero role-playing game that's ever been published, almost? That's that's slightly exaggerated. <laughs> and also the creator of the Icons role-playing game. Yes. Um, which I think you have a new adventure coming out very shortly, right, by Dan? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, Dan Hauser's uh, Cold War Conundrum, which is uh, the uh, second in his uh, ongoing uh, series, uh, is uh, should be out uh, for download this week. Excellent, excellent. Cool. I'm uh, just getting the final um, sort of uh, pass from from Dan on the layout, and we should be good to go. Fantastic, um, Dan. For those of you who are familiar with the Icons role-playing game. Dan Hauser is the uh, line artist, and he's mm-hmm. uh, also written some adventures. Yes, um, indeed. He's so, made of many talents. Yes, he is. And he's a very, very funny guy, and he's a great person to have with you on a road trip. You know, he'll keep you awake, I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, we... It, I would not have I would not have survived a, a particular uh, Chicago Comic Con if it if it weren't him and riding shotgun with me. <laughs> but um, welcome aboard, guys. Um, I'm gonna jump off to the side and, and wave the vigilance press flag just a little bit here, real quick, and get a, and then get out of the way. Um, How come, just, James? What do you have going on? Yeah, well, um, right now we have a uh, Kickstarter that's in our. We are just now entering our second week. And uh, we've already hit our main goal and our first two stretch goals. Um, it's for a Wuxia-themed um, kung fu supplement for the Fate Core role-playing game published by Evil Hat Productions. Is that and its complete subtitle? It's it's uh, uh, it's it's Tiansha Blood Silk and Jade is is the complete title there. Um, and uh, the it's it's authored by Jack Norris, who's another Green Ronin. Um, That's right. He's the uh, line developer for the Dragon Age pen and paper game, and uh, but uh, we we decided that um, two Ronin, um, well, I guess if I if you count me two and a half um, for tonight uh, was probably enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, if you if you want to listen to more about Tian Sha, you can dial back to the previous episode and hear you know us go on at length about it. 
Um, but the uh, there's there's plenty of room for more people to jump in if anybody wants to take a look. Um, the uh, where we we've got a lot of cool stuff um, in in the wings, waiting in the wings as far as stretch goals. So take a look. And um, actually, we hope to add a new stretch goal in a couple of days here uh, related to the new Deck of Fate product. So that's going to be cool. But uh, um, and I have and I have seen the PDF, and I will say, if you are not a backer and you like Fate and you like uh, Wuja, uh it's uh, I, I think this is going to be a pretty sweet looking well, game. So you should it is go one back. It's pretty looking, pretty looking book. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it's really nice know. looking. That yeah, I was very very happy. I mean, I knew I know Denise. Uh, I knew her quality. I knew the artwork that she was going to bring, but um, it wasn't until. Daniel Solis came on to do the layout that everything kind of started to gel mm -hmm. and man his his he put so much work into the backgrounds and the um, the page layout and everything I mean he's worked on some stuff for you too Steve right yeah, uh, yeah. Daniel did the the layout on the great power source book for icons uh, yeah. he is he is meticulous yeah and uh, has he done anything for green running yet not yet okay I definitely recommend him. <laughs> he does a fantastic job. Yeah, we're, I'm a big fan. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about what you guys have done. Now, you guys just had the Green Ronin uh, Annual Summit. Now, in, in my mind, I always kind of picture a line of Ents standing on, on the cliff, kind of singing until all the Ronin <laughs> gather from around the world. That's not really how it goes, is it? Not so much. No. <laughs> Unless Chris and Nicole are Ents and we didn't know it. Right. <laughs> I think they're a little too punk to be ants. Yeah. <laughs> as far as that goes, no. I mean, you know, as <clears throat> as lofty as the as the the summit sounds, um, it's it's really us sitting around uh, Chris and Nicole's uh, kitchen table for a weekend. Um, you know, planning. You know, talking about the the previous year and um, bringing everybody up to date on where we are on all of our current projects. And then talking about planning the year to come, um, but we we managed to pack quite a bit uh, into a weekend uh, of work in terms of you know our, our planning and you know our process. So, so we'll get into a little bit about what you guys have planned in a little, in, in in a bit. But um, I'd like to kind of kind of cover what it means to um, you know uh, like a small publisher like. Uh, like Green Running, um, I know for Vigilance Press, we're kind of a couple of steps down in size from, from you guys. But for me, most of my contributors are actually spread out, you know, all over the place. I mean, I have, mm -hmm. you know, a layout guy up in the Carolinas. I forget if he's in North or South. I've got uh, Jack is in Chicago is my, one of my writers. I've got my editor in Seattle closer to you, closer to John than anybody else. I, I just met Nathan this weekend. Oh yeah. You got to meet him. Oh, I, cool. Nice. I still haven't met him in person yet. <laughs> yeah. I, we, he and I have talked about it numerous, numerous times because he's, uh, he's part of the secret think tank and uh, <laughs> he, uh, Yes, exactly. He and I have talked about getting together a, a number of times, and it's just never worked out. Uh, but he works at the Seattle Rep, and he got my wife and I tickets to go see a very good play this weekend. Oh, nice. Sweet. What was the play? 
uh, a servant of two masters, which applies to our particular conversation here because we all work for each other. <laughs> Such is the nature of the industry. Yes. Exactly. Green, green running cannot contain us. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, so, you know, most of us do a lot of our day-to-day business through email, Skype conversations, and phone calls. Um, what is the utility of getting everybody in one place? I mean, it sounds obvious, but why is that important to a company like Green Running? Well, it's it's simply you know a matter of uh, you know the the advantage of being able to to have a conversation with everybody in the same room together. You know, one of the things that I really look forward to um, for the the summit because I'm out here in the the Northeast, so you know I see. You know, people from Green Rundin maybe three times a year, if I'm lucky, um, you know, often less than that. Uh, and one of the things that I really enjoy about the summit is just the opportunity for us to be in the same room together talking about ideas uh, in a way that it's – you can get a certain amount of that, you know, over the phone or on Skype. But it's it's not the same as just being able to sit down face to face over a pad of paper and say, okay, what do you think about this? And just kind of play off different ideas and really brainstorm. Um, you know, I think that f- for me anyway, the the summit is a really energizing experience. It really recharges my batteries. Really makes me look forward to the stuff that we've got coming up. Um, which is good because usually by fall it's you know the end of the well well past the end of the convention season and you know I'm I'm pretty tired. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a long year. Even though you skipped out on on uh, Gen Con this year, I, I did I did, which was one of my sad. I didn't get to see any of my Ronins, you know, <laughs> situation. But um, so, John, um, do you have anything to add as far as the utility of the? Uh, the actual meetings or shall we go ahead and jump into the the publishing schedule for for next year Um, what you guys have uh, planned it's certainly all of the things steve said so i I don't really have anything more to say to that but it's uh uh it's actually kind of interesting because we don't work in an office environment and yet when the 10 to 12 of us get together uh it's it's very much like we do work in an office environment because we just Totally, and, and we don't even talk on the phone as much as people might think. Uh, we're, mm. we're very much an email company, um, but it's really fun to get together with everybody because we all get along very well. We all have similar sensibilities. We're all really excited about the stuff that we're doing. Uh, we may be jaded game designers uh, who like to complain about things, but uh, it's it's funny when we get around a table and we start talking about stuff, and you can see us all get excited about this idea or that idea. And that's I think that's part of what Steve was talking about it being kind of energizing, and and it, it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of amusing that uh, I mean, not having met some of you. Um, except at conventions it, it was kind of funny when i started getting to know some of the ronin like you know i would post random goofy quotes on facebook uh from like mystery science theater and nicole would jump in and and like them or or mm-hmm. you know respond so you know the, the the kind of goofy things that we all love and we all nerd out about but uh it kind of it makes it fun to hang out with the people you work with oh yeah absolutely so, 
Okay. So putting aside our, our uh, that, that little segment, um, you guys have been cooking a lot of stuff up uh, for Mutants and Masterminds in particular because I know a little bit about what's going on with that because I've worked on some stuff. But um, you guys have a larger set of uh, lines than, than we have sometimes talked about on Vigilance Press before. So I'm going to kind of mm-hmm. open it up and kind of let you guys talk to us about, you know, all the stuff we have planned. But let's go ahead and start off with uh, Mutants and Masterminds. What's what's new and exciting and coming up? I think, uh, if I remember correctly, you guys have been talking about the uh, um, Emerald City source book the most. Yes. Yeah, well, that is certainly the next thing on the docket. Uh, Hal is working on it as we speak. Um, We're hoping, so this is recorded on Tuesday the 22nd, and we are hoping it will be finished on the 23rd and available for sale. Uh, Hal just said today that he's he's run into some issues with the layout, so he's uh it's not even layout at this point it's sort of formatting and stuff like that so he's he's pushing really hard to get that done but it may be thursday which i I hope doesn't happen but i know i hope it's not friday because that would be bad (laughs) why would that be bad um books don't sell very well if they're released on a friday really into the week release dates are not very good yeah i'll keep that in mind (laughs) we try to avoid that wednesday wednesday is certainly works well for us otherwise so okay uh, and it's comics day so mm-hmm. that's, that's true that's true so um yeah it was kind of uh, i haven't had a chance to have Hal on the show but i've been talking more and more and and connecting more and more with different professional layout artists one of the things i've noticed is that back when i first did anything really extensive with uh with layout it was pretty much still the 80s um, but <laughs> actually, uh, you know, it's like when they had a, uh, uh, Macintosh computer and we, I was helping to, uh, do a lot of the work for the, the school newspaper. I got to learn a bit about the early days of layout there. And then I've yep. kind of kept touch with it as far as the terminology and, and a little bit on how to use it. But, um, you know, I tune in every to conversations every now and then, and people are talking about scripting, and you know, there's a lot of automation that goes into mm-hmm. creating some of these big products, which then leads to having to find bugs and kill bugs. So it's like it's it's not just about the text placement and the graphic placement anymore. Now there's programming involved, and uh, it just kind of makes me sit back and go, "Yeah, I'll never be able to catch back up again." <laughs> There's a lot to learn where where that's concerned. Having done you know a small time amount of layout for some um, ad infinitum stuff, I can I can attest that you know there's there's a tremendous I mean you know the, the tremendous amount of respect goes to to professional layout and design people who who know their craft because there's a lot to know. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge difference. I mean. Um, you know, it was it was really fortunate that I was able to get Ruben Bird um, when I first start, took over Vigilance Press um, because a good layout guy can make or break a product. Absolutely. I mean, um, and it was it was very uh, gratifying to have been able to work with uh, Daniel Solis and 
you know, he, we're, we're, we're going to keep him on the Tian Sha line as much as we can. Um, but these guys get very busy because there's very few of them in the industry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's another one of those areas where, unfortunately, people who are really, really good at that craft, you know, can oftentimes do much better financially doing it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, and that becomes a, a, an issue for a lot of things in the industry. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's also a certain level of burnout that people reach to just oh, yeah. just getting, you know, the same kind of work over and over um, in any uh, creative field can can be taxing. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it you know Hal is definitely one of the the A-listers. I you know. He's he's one of these guys whose work I, I really like to look at and kind of analyze. Mm-hmm. But uh, that said, so we've got hope, you know, so so the so the digital download will be up hopefully by this weekend for for mm-hmm. that book, and and uh, I'm assuming that that'll that'll you'll have the normal deal of of being able to buy that as an add-on if you pre-order the book. Exactly. Yep. Cool. So what else do we have coming up for mutants and masterminds that we can talk uh-huh. about? Let me look at my little schedule. I just opened up the schedule for what we yeah. discussed at the um, Cosmic Handbooks next, which we've talked about some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I left and, my I left my fingerprints on that one. Yes, yes indeed. My muddy chocolate covered fingerprints. I am currently <laughs> doing a development pass on the stuff that you wrote, so that's uh, in the works. <laughs> um, and so, what else are we up to on that, Steve? Uh, I'm developing the adventures the book is basically done yeah we did did decide to add an appendix to the end of the book uh with a bunch of alien sample alien stat blocks yes um and that'll pretty much round things out because it's a pretty huge book already (laughs) yeah it's it's gonna be a a pretty solid solid book um it's a pretty good sized book it'll have a lot of stuff in it um and then that pretty much leads into, and we've got um, the remaining gadget guides uh, for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And that's um, those left. Yeah, no, I think we've only got another three left. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. is that include the one that goes out tomorrow? No, four counting tomorrow. I think. Right. So I guess it'll um, be three when this podcast is available. Right. Right. Yeah. This is. Um I'm trying to remember the uh, the one that's coming out tomorrow. Is that the uh, uh, that's traps? That's traps. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, I only had a chance to to take a quick look at it because um, I didn't get a chance to well, look at it before whole... the Kickstarter started. <laughs> right. But, uh, you had the Kickstarter thing going on. Yeah, but uh, it looks really cool, and uh, you, you've gotten a lot of good feedback on that one. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so people like death traps, or you know. It, I, I, I like some of the expanded discussions in that one. I definitely think it's a that one's worth uh, worth a look for for people yeah. who want to make the most out of some of the powers. I think folks will enjoy it. There, there's there is definitely an expanded uh, discussion of the use of the the triggered extra in terms of setting up a trap uh, and how all of that sort of thing works, and some additional options and added things you can do with different ranks uh, of the extra uh, that I think will be a lot of fun for people to play around with. I, I particularly like the um, the hero point mechanic for doing retroactive traps. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think that there, I think it, folks will find some interesting stuff in there to play around with. 
Yep. Yep. That's pretty cool. And then what uh, is is so the the I'm I'm going to guess that we're going to have a compilation of the gadget guides after uh, after the uh, last probably ones get published after Cosmic Handbook. As a matter of fact, okay. Uh, we're we're going to wrap up uh, gadget guides um, this year, and then um, sometime, you know, probably I'd say like second quarter of next year, John. For the gadget guide collection. Our gadget guide compilation. Yes, I think that's probably trying to see where we put it on the schedule. Yep, yep, sometime in the second quarter is the goal. Okay. Is that, um, I have to say, the, uh, the the Power Profiles collection was a very, very gorgeous book. I don't know if I've had a chance mm. to talk about that. since It is. I picked it up at Gen Con, and I love the, uh, you guys kind of, I don't know if you guys were consciously taking a cue from the Fate Core book or not, but uh, it has the nice matte cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really like that. I don't know why it's so striking, but it's just compared to some of the shiny covers I've seen that just pulls the colors out better. It does. It really has a nice effect, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Industry Insider Secret, uh, that was completely unintentional. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was, it was supposed to be like all the other books in the line with the glossy finish, and mm-hmm. the printer did it as a matte finish. The printer screwed and it up. At first, Hal was like, ah, oh, damn it. And then by, I think, the end of the first day, he was like, you know, I actually kind of like the way this looks. So <laughs> It's kind of grown on me. Yeah. So. so are you guys going to do that with the uh, future books, or are you going to go back to the glossy? We don't know I don't yet. know. I, I think that's probably up to Hal. I, th- yeah. I, I would go with glossy just because we're talking about comic books, but it's... Uh, it certainly looks just it's fine. A production decision, ultimately. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I think uh, maybe, maybe that's why Hal raised an eyebrow when I was gushing about how cool it looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he may have still been on the fence at the time. <laughs> that may be. But uh, I think it really works well with the blue color, at the very least. It I does. Mean, it, it looks yeah. really good. That, that, I mean, and the the whole book came out really well, so mm-hmm. I think that you can pretty much expect uh, the the gadget guide compilation to follow similar lines. Mm-hmm. And that was a hardcover book too, so I think that it will be, yeah, okay. most likely. Cool, cool. All right, so um, does that take us all the way up to Gen Con, or is there still anything else well, that we're allowed so to talk about? Here. We had the cosmic book, we have the gadget guide collection, and there will of course be some new content included in that, uh, like we've done with all the the collections of the PDF material. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I guess Gen Con time. We're talking about doing the third edition of Freedom City, which uh, should be also pretty great. Yes, excellent. I'm sure a lot of fans will be happy to hear about that. Is this the yeah, first time you guys have talked about it? Uh, we talked about it at Gen Con, didn't we? Well, okay. Yeah, we, we kind of went through, we went over all sorts of stuff at Gen Con that um, things have slid around a little bit. But yeah, I know I mentioned Freedom City at Gen Con. Uh, yeah. Oh, the other thing, uh, and we can jump back to uh, Freedom City, but the other thing uh, we'll be doing next year is a new series of PDFs yes. uh, after we wrap up the gadget guides and the wildcard stuff. Um, is a series called the Atlas of Earth Prime. And that's going to be longer PDFs that come out, was it every two weeks, Steve? I believe we're shooting for every two weeks, yeah. Yeah, that come out every two weeks that are a little bit longer, so we're talking probably in the eight, eight to ten eight to pages. Eight to ten pages, probably, give or take. 
Yeah, and those will each concentrate on either a, a different country or a separate region or special location like Atlantis or whatever other, you know, the Terminus, things like that. I, we have to work out exactly what we're going to cover, but we have most of it already done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're doing that PDF series. But anyway, Freedom Very City. cool. Yeah. So um, that definitely t- that's uh, that sounds very very exciting. Um, so um, I do know that the uh, you guys have recently upgraded the. This just kind of reminded me. You guys have just recently upgraded the uh, the store at the Green Ronin website. Yes. And um, it looks very very pretty now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Evan did. It. Evan our uh, Evan Sass is our webmaster. He did a, a great job. Um, basically rebuilding the store from the ground up mm-hmm. um, and it is it is mo- both much more uh, pleasant and attractive and also much more functional mm-hmm. now you may not be the right guys to ask this question I may have to ask Evan sometime but um, I, I do know that they've changed a little bit about how they, they charge out for um, credit card uh, billing mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever the billing when they fulfill yes. at the end so there's like a, a slight upcharge in some of the PDFs. Is that is that like per transaction or is that for each each item? I haven't had a chance to um, use the store yet, but so I was kind you of know, wondering about that. I don't I don't know that for certain. That's probably a question for either Evan or Nicole. Okay. But um, I do know that the the primary reason we we did change the the pricing on the low end uh, PDFs was because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, change in the in the credit processing. Yeah. Um, you know, it just it simply was, you know, at um, anything below a dollar, we we weren't going to be able to actually make any money, and that was a serious problem yeah. that we were selling. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I mean, uh, you know, for people who have ever run a business, I think you just kind of nod and 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 you know move along. But for folks who who you know are just consumers, sometimes you you have to. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to take a more expensive option because it's actually better for the customer and for the business. And, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, when I'm, you know, when you're doing the math, it's very easy to kind of look at something and go, oh, the price is going up. This is, this is, this is something that I don't like, but you know, it, it's 30 cents, I think. Right. I mean, it's, it's not a lot. And, and uh, I thought you know, all along that, uh, you know the, the 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 dollar kind of price point was I don't know ridiculously inexpensive for what people are getting for those PDFs. I think when you compare it to a lot of things, you know the the tabletop RPG hobby is still incredibly you know um, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. You know comparatively speaking, when you're talking about a lot of our products, ranging from you know the small PDFs that still you know cost less than half what people pay for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, or a comic you know, book, or a comic, or an actual comic <laughs> book these days, yeah. you know, uh, to the even the the full color hardbacks, you know, that people get, you know, these are books that last them for, you know, years. I have ones going back decades that are still, yeah. <laughs> you know, fantastic books that I'm glad I own. Um, you know, and people get a lot of, a lot of gameplay out of them, you know, compared to you know the amount of money you'd spend on a night at the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 that was one of the things that I just kind of, you know, said, oh, okay, well, it's, it's the one, the, uh, the one a week PDF kind of series have been going for like, this is your third series on them. Next year will be four years that you've been doing it. 
Yep. Yeah. Um, just a general question. How has that been going for you guys still? I mean, you're still doing it, obviously. Really it's well, still actually. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we would stop doing them. Yeah. It's it's still worth it, and uh, I think I think what's important for us is to kind of try and keep it fresh a little bit, which is one of the reasons why um, you know we did the threat report initially, which was great because it allowed us to get a bunch of villains out there pretty early on in the in the third edition uh, of Mutants and Master Masterminds, and then uh, we switched to powers because people mm-hmm. were asking for that sort of thing, and then we thought gadgets was a pretty natural outgrowth of that. Um, and now we're trying to mm-hmm. change things up by doing this uh, uh, Atlas of Earth Prime, which we think will also be pretty cool and different. Uh, and it'll include all sorts of good stuff about the, kind of the world that Freedom City and Emerald City are in. Plus, it'll have like different adventure hooks. It's going to have you know information, obviously, about all the different wor- uh, countries and you know whatever regions of the mm-hmm. Earth, Earth Prime. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm sure we'll also have heroes and or villains in each yep. of those that, uh, you know, can be used in the game for whatever purpose you might have. So there's there's a lot. Of, I, I think the I, I know for certain that the Atlas of Earth Prime releases will cost a little bit more, but I also think they're going to be uh, very worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Really- I really like the, the, the regular, you know, weekly or bi-weekly um, production on our, our PDF series because it really creates a nice uh, amount of momentum um, for the process. For you sure. Know, I, think, I think that if I were writing the same content, you know, in a, in a vacuum, you know, as, as we so often do, uh, you know, with my head down at a keyboard and I was just writing until I was done, um, that I would absolutely hate a lot of these <laughs> projects. Yeah. You know, by the time I was done with them, you know, if I had to write, you know, all of the content, you know, if I had to write, you know, power profiles, the book, right. you know, and it was just like, you know, I had to write the book completely from beginning to end, you know, and then it would see production, you know, I think that it would be such a chore, comparatively speaking, you know, whereas having, you know, a new power profile released every week, I found really, you know, again, it was really, you know, creatively recharging and it was great to hear what people liked and what people didn't like. It gave us the opportunity to kind of, you know, adjust, you know, some of our approach on some things, you know, uh, and, you know, even get, you know, new ideas on, oh, yeah, we should cover that and tack that on to the end and those kinds of things that I think made it ultimately even makes the collection a stronger product. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I I don't know. I don't even know if I would sit down and say, hey, Steve, we should do a 100,000-word book of powers. I think you'd pull your eyes out of your head. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, just, I, if I don't have to write another giant book of powers for a while, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, that would be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it, as as one of the playtesters, so I get, get to see some of these things on a weekly basis or semi-weekly basis. Um, I, I do like being able to see the evolution of the series you know there are little things that you guys adjusted on the way and and uh you know sometimes when we see something that we may kind of point out as you know maybe a missed opportunity early on you have the opportunity in a later edition to kind of come back to that idea and and do like a sidebar or an expanded Mm -hmm. discussion of something and uh i think that you know that really helped to make that book a really strong book. I mean, for for a superhero game, 
just in general, I, uh, I think the Power Profiles book is something I would definitely put up. You know, for second edition, Ultimate Power was such a great book. It was it was indispensable in my great game. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I'd point the Power Profiles as being at least as useful, if not more so. I'm glad to hear that. You know, yeah. I, I have mixed feelings about Ultimate Power. So you do. I do. I do. <laughs> Is it safe I, to talk about it now that it's been, you know, a couple of years? Sure. I mean, you know, pretty much the, the key difference for me between power profiles and ultimate power was that ultimate power, in my opinion, was a little too indispensable um, in that there were aspects of it where I revisited second edition's power scheme and redesigned some things. Um which you know was satisfying to me as a designer in the sense that you know game designs are never actually you know finished they're always just released mm-hmm. you know uh, if it was up to me I would never release a game design I would just design it over and over again forever um, <laughs> but you know it's sooner or later you know you actually have to print it and put it out there mm-hmm. um, so you know the problem with with ultimate power was that it it undermined the completeness of second edition in some ways um, because it became such a vital part product you know I, I lost count of the number of people who were like oh you should just reprint second edition and replace chapter 7 with all of ultimate power um, <laughs> you know uh, you know or things of that things to that effect you know mm-hmm. where it was essentially ultimate power created a two point whatever edition mm-hmm. and masterminds uh, power profiles on the other hand, doesn't redesign anything in the hero's handbook it expands upon some things presents a few options although much many fewer options than ultimate power did Mm -hmm. um but really mostly what it does is provide a lot of worked examples uh, Mm -hmm. of what's in uh, you know of that core system that's in the hero's handbook without actually replacing it and saying yeah you know this doesn't really work Right, right. Let's fix it. So, Power Profiles is a true supplement rather than a replacement mm-hmm. for the Power Chapter or, or a patch, in, you, know. Or, you know, or a patch if you like. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so I, I, agree. I I feel better about the relationship between Power Profiles and the Hero's Handbook in Third Edition than I did about Ultimate Power. Cool. So. I think that brings us up to Gen Con next year um, as far as uh, Mutants and Masterminds projects. Yes. Um, you guys also have uh, a couple of really other, you know, cool other lines. Let's talk about one of the other big ones. Let's talk about Dragon Age. Um, for those who so, are, I haven't... Actually, James, yeah, uh, go ahead, John. One other thing I wanted to actually uh, mention, uh, because I know I've talked about it previously, oh, okay. is, oh. is the uh, Hero High revised and expanded. Ooh, yes. Um, and so I think I've mentioned that on either a previous podcast here or somewhere else, and I know I mentioned that at Gen Con. Uh, we are still planning to do that, but it's not going to be obviously before Gen Con of next year. So uh, I just wanted to make sure, so if somebody's listening and says, hey, you didn't mention this. Uh, it's because it's not coming before Gen Con. It's still in the works, though. It is still in the works for sure. Um, you can you can uh, sign me up for that playtest list now if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was is 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 it still Lucian working on that? 
Oh, yes. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Lucian, and if he needs the help, he's going to bring in Christopher McLaughlin. Well, who's that? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> has he done anything before? I mean, can we trust him? I don't really know if he's ever really worked in superheroes. The part is, is that if Professor McLaughlin is listening to this podcast, he really took that comment seriously just now. I know. <laughs> he was just like, well, of course no one knows who I am. <laughs> Why would they? Why would they even recognize my name? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Christopher's so awesome. <laughs> I love you. And you are still, I still think Christopher holds the, the record for having written the second most Mutants and Masterminds stuff after me. Yeah. I'd have to do like a, an actual. Yeah, we have to figure that, that out. I, I, think I, not, I don't know who else it would possibly be at this no, point. No, I, I agree. I don't know who else it would possibly be either. Yeah. So, um, I mean, as far as you know, entire supplements. Yeah, I, I'm, I can't. I keep thinking back, and I just keep thinking of Silver Age Noir and book after book with Christopher's name on it. Mm-hmm. And, and he's in Emerald City and Emerald yes. City, and he worked on the upcoming Cosmic book and. Yep. I was going to say, if people like Mutants and Masterminds, they, they owe a lot of it to him because, you know, the game would not be what it is uh, without him. Absolutely. I love his, I love his, um, I love the things that he loves. <laughs> you know, he, he brings so much of the, of the, of the fun of comics for me to the mm-hmm. stories that he tells. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why, you know, whenever I see a, a book with his name on it, I'm, I'm instantly like, okay, when? Here, take my money. <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing my money. You're not giving me the product fast enough. Um, but uh, so um, so we do have the Hero High supplement coming soon, but not before Gen Con next year. So I guess yeah. soon is kind of a relative yeah. term. <laughs> Everything's relative in the printing, but not soon when it comes to releasing a product. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Publishing is, is is a strange business. I mean, you you start laying out these railroad tracks, and and everything looks like it's in a nice neat line, and then things change, and suddenly you have to reshuffle and organize things. And I have learned so much about that in the past two years. No doubt. But um, so, I um, shall we go ahead and talk about Dragon Age, or should we? T- sure. uh, is there something else that's coming up sooner in the uh, in the in the list of, of um, or in your publishing No, nope, I think Dragon Age is in fact the, the very next thing that is yeah. uh, on the schedule. Yeah, I mean, the, the big priority obviously is wrapping up uh, set three. Yeah. Uh, and um, Chris and Jack are hard at work uh, on uh, that very, very task. Um, and really, um, it really, it shouldn't be long before that set three is done. Yeah. Um, I, I know Chris just sent out an email today or yesterday with a, with a, this is the date that I think everything will be ready to go and we can release it in this month. Uh, and that month is before the end of the year. So, yeah. Uh, still be there's, not a, there's not a lot of options there. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. true. It's, so, it is a, it is a shrinking window. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's looking good, and uh, we're all pretty excited to get that kind of off the plate because Absolutely. Uh, it's been a big weight on Chris's shoulders, and he's had a 
bad back. So he's had a bad shoulder. I was going to say he's <laughs> yeah. had some problems with that. Yes, exactly. Uh, but now that he's all better, he's been powering through it to finish it up and get it out the door as quickly as possible and in good shape. So, and it's nice because Jack is there to, to help him out with that. So, yes. Um, and if, and if you need somebody who can get it done quick, Jack is the guy. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Speaking of which, Jack is um, also working on some additional um, age support uh, for the system um, with uh, some of the, the additional uh, bestiary um, PDF releases uh, that we've been doing. Um, his initial, I want to say the first two are available. Yeah, I think Giants and Beastmen. And um, Beastmen. Yeah. And I know that we've got several more uh, in the works. In fact, I think uh, we should have another one out before uh, another appropriately themed one out before Halloween. Yes. Cool. Cool. Um, and I know there are several more uh, in the works. Uh, and uh, Jack has been doing some really um, fun uh, stuff with the, just in addition to just in- introducing cool you know monsters for people to fight. Has been doing some really fun um, you know little rules bits. That are that are appropriately themed, uh, like uh, templates for how to make other creatures giant uh, in the giants um, PDF, for example, um, and you know how to how to do appropriately themed uh, stunts and things like that for certain uh, creatures or characters who fight those creatures. So it's been, Jack really it's been loves doing cool those stuff. fiddly bits. I mean. He really does. He really does. <laughs> He does. He does a great job with it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um, now uh, since Jack is kind of on my payroll as well, I, I get to chat with him a little bit about things. I don't know what we're allowed to talk about and what we're not. Are there any like cool new announcements that you haven't uh, made yet for Dragon Age that we can talk about, or not that we can really talk about because it's all very heavily dependent on Bioware. Okay. Um, and there, as far as our, our upcoming Dragon Age schedule beyond set three and beyond the the, the age system releases, which are internal, um, mm-hmm. and because they're just game system based, they don't require they don't we don't have to run those past Bioware. Um, but anything that uses the Dragon Age name itself or the property has to be mm-hmm. Bioware approved. So um, for our our upcoming plans with that, we can't announce anything yet until Bioware signed off on it. Gotcha. Yep. Cool. Exactly. Cool. So, uh, what is the process of, of of I mean, I guess that that opens up a larger discussion than maybe this that we have. But just to touch on it really quick, what is kind of the 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 process of doing something with Dragon Age? I know how it worked or occasionally didn't work with uh, DC when you guys were doing the DC Adventures books. Mm-hmm. But um, is is there you know, is there a similar process with working with Bioware when you're putting together something for uh, Dragon Age? Yeah, almost almost every licensed product generally works the same way. Um, you you obviously work out all the contract stuff and figure out how all that's going to work, but then uh, you kind of pitch what you're going to be doing with the line, uh, get their feedback if they say, "Oh, I think this is a really bad idea because of X," and it might have something to do with their upcoming plans. Then you have to revise what you're what you're going to be coming out with, um, yeah. and then you go and once everything's okay, you go through and start executing on that plan. So we're going to write a big book about the blight, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talking specifically about Dragon Age, which is not actually in the works. So. Um, 
and so that we'd go through, write this whole book about the blight, all the demons, yada, 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 you know, all this information. And then once that's done, we would send over the manuscript to Bioware to read through or whatever, whichever license or we were dealing with. Um, they would read through it, make changes based on us getting stuff wrong and them correcting it. Um, or, you know, having some ideas like, oh, hey, this would be a good place to put in a sidebar about this thing, or here's some more information on this that you guys didn't have initially. Um, we would do rewrites and redevelop it. And then if it, depending on if they said, hey, this is fine, you know, this is approved with the changes that we have said, and we would just move forward. Otherwise, it would go back to them. They'd look at it again. Then once it's approved, it would go into layout and get art done. All the art also have, has to be approved. Then the final yeah, product has to be approved. That's one of the key differences between a license like um, Dragon Age and one like DC. Because mm -hmm. with DC, we were using their art. So, you know, yeah. as long as, you know, for us, the, the art work there, it was a matter of compiling the, the requests and saying, okay, yeah. we want these pieces of art. But yeah. with games like Dragon Age and Song of Ice and Fire, we're commissioning original art. And that has to also be approved. Right. And actually, the, the funky thing with DC is they actually didn't even want the manuscript. They wanted the final laid-out book, and then they would, base, they would review that as a whole. And so then any changes needed to happen kind of in layout. That's got to be a headache. <laughs> um, it, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, there were certainly things that were funky, like the Mad Hatter not being named the Mad Hatter. Um, if you look in your what is it, volume book. two? Yeah. Yes, because he's out of alphabetical order. Yes, he's listed as Jervis Tetch instead of the Mad Hatter. Um, so that was kind of, that was kind of odd. Yeah. But it's uh, that's the vagaries of dealing with a licensor. So indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean, they weren't huge changes typically, uh, but it's it's certainly better to have it done before mm -hmm. have any changes done before it goes into layout. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It it does. You know, it, it it makes it's a challenging. The the approvals process is a challenging part of the process because it's the one thing that you know. I mean, apart from you know having a, you know a freelancer not deliver, is is the one thing that you the company don't control, uh, and that you know you really can't manage in terms of your schedule. You can you can plan roughly how long it should take but you know sometimes it's faster sometimes it's slower it all depends and you never know cool cool so you mentioned song of ice and fire um how does that fit into your guys upcoming schedule it's it's, it's still on the schedule it's still moving forward yeah. um actually what's i guess i won't really say funny what's interesting <laughs> is all the issues that chris had with his back uh, the line developer for um, Song of Ice and Fire has been having similar problems. Yes, um, I'm sorry to hear it. Yeah, so he's he's been laid up pretty significantly for oh, man a while. Yeah, quite a while now. Um, and he, uh, and is, is on the road to recovery, but you yes. know it's been one of those things that's been extremely difficult to get much in the way of any productive hours. Yep. yep. As far as that goes. 
and of course the other the same difficulty with with Dragon Age we run into with with Song of Ice and Fire in that uh, you know our until um, George Martin signs off on something uh, it's very difficult for us to announce definitive plans for things right uh, and for some reason George is really busy so yeah I know right <laughs> it's hard to get it's, uh, to get it's like he's got one. a lot of stuff going on or something yeah. But um, we do have a number of, of plans uh, in the works. And like Dragon Age, we're also um, doing some game system-specific content for the Chronicle system, which is mm-hmm. the system, the engine that powers Song of Ice and Fire. Um, which, are, which, which are very cool. Which, yeah, I was going to say, some really cool, you know, sort of modular stuff for the system uh, that uh, we could, you know... And, some of it, honestly, that we could never do uh, for Song of Ice and Fire because it would completely break the setting if we did it. <laughs> um, but we can do for the system um, if people want to play around with it. Um, so, uh, for example, and I, I, I don't think it's it's giving anything away to say that um, one of the one of the modules will include a a complete new magic system uh, for the system, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and I think it's at least one new magic system, isn't it? It's yeah, actually, technically, it's a, a build-your-own-magic-system system, system uh, that can produce a whole blo- whole bunch of different magic systems if, if people want. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it would be very, very cool. Um, and he's also doing, uh, uh, he's also doing a, uh, a bunch of other stuff, uh, like other Chronicle System PDFs that will be released as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, pretty pretty neat stuff. And I should also mention there's going to be um, PDFs for the Dragon Age system beyond uh, what's already been produced, like those uh, mm-hmm. the monster ones that that Steve was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and the other thing uh, which we've talked about on Facebook and other places, and I think announced on our website. Uh, is that we'll be doing more Pathfinder stuff because we've brought on uh, Owen Stevens. Yes, uh, congratulations, Owen. Yeah, to do uh, to do more Pathfindery stuff. Cool. So do we have anything to announce yet, or is it too early? Well, um, the first first big task that Owen has to to work on is is the uh, the Freeport. Uh, yep. Pathfinder book, which is ginormous, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that that'll be keeping it busy for a while. Because Freeport Pathfinder is going to weigh in at over 500 pages, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a big book. Yeah. It's monolithic. Yeah. It's kind of like the the scene at the end of the the Kung Fu movie where David Carradine has to pick up the the urn as it scalds the uh, dragons into his <laughs> yes. it's, I can just yes. picture this giant that was, that book that he's got to pick up and move aside as it as it burns Pathfinder into his yes. wrists or something. To be developer, yeah. you must lift this manuscript. <laughs> Walk on the rice paper. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll have he'll actually have plenty to do because there's the the Pathfinder book, and then there's also the the modular Pathfinder adventure which Steve is working on. Yes. Return yes. to Freeport. Fantastic. Um, some fun stuff. And as you know, folks have have pointed out. You know, Green Renine has a has a substantial catalog of of um, third edition D twenty content. 
um, that you know some of which is quite beloved, you know, and uh, you know some of which you know is is certainly worthy of consideration of you know a a return print. Yeah. So you know cool. of I I believe they call it pathfinderizing. <laughs> <laughs> So um, there's there's a good chance that a lot of that will be carefully scrutinized. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's good to hear. Um, so, what other, are there any other plans that we can talk about before, uh, as far as as far as your publishing schedule that that uh, that we haven't touched on any any licenses or? Um, we we have a, I, all I can say right now is we have a lot of things in the works. Um, this was a uh, you know a very productive summit meeting we had a lot of great ideas um there will no doubt be a number of announcements in the future um Mm -hmm. but yeah unfortunately none of them that uh, we can talk about yet cool cool all right yeah actually i think people are going to be surprised by some of the things we've got in the works but uh, Mm -hmm. i think pleasantly so i hope (laughs) yeah most of that will probably have to hold off until uh Chris Primus does his uh, year yearly intro to what's going to go on for the next year. The State yeah. of the Ronin Address. Yes, yes exactly. And so uh, maybe he'll talk about some stuff before then. But uh, yeah, there's some really we've got some really cool and different stuff uh, for Green Army coming up. Cool, cool, excellent. Looking, looking forward, forward to it. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> so um, before I before I send you guys off. Um, since you guys are also working, you know, both on your own projects and, and well, I mean, uh, Steve, you've got uh, icons. What uh, what do we have any big news for icons coming up, or is that still uh, under wraps? Yes, but nothing I can announce yet. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. But there um, are th- there are things in the works. Yes. Um, and as far as uh, over at uh, the Lone Wolf. Uh, development. I know that they've announced that they're going to be supporting the Fate Core system. Um, they said they were going to start developing that after Gen Con. Do we know anything about that yet, or is it too early to make any announcements? Um, uh, well, I don't know much about it. So it's um, when they talk about developing stuff, they mean the developers actually doing a whole bunch of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't really have any visibility into that because I, I don't oversee that sort of thing. Okay. Um, but I know uh, we've brought on, actually just even this week, uh, a few new people, two of them developers and one to do Q&A, or QA and uh, uh, this isn't the right term, but like customer service stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So they'll be handling that. And uh, we've also got the big the big push right now is to get Realmworks out the doors, and, uh, and that should be actually pretty darn cool. Yeah, yeah, I was in on the early playtests for that and saw a lot of potential. So yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. Uh, I think it. Uh, I think if people give it a shot, they will see how it can completely change the way they play. Uh, tabletop games and uh, how you can actually uh, use people's predilection for having tablets and phones and stuff at the table to your advantage instead of mm. disadvantage. Uh, eventually we'll be able to have um, syncing of information across those devices and it's, it's going to be very, very cool. Nice, nice. Sweet. I'm looking forward to seeing how that comes together. Um, yeah. 
Very cool. Well, um, looks like we've run over my target time once again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I should just not lie and say, we're going to do a 40-minute podcast. And, you know. (laughs) We're just going to talk for a while. We're just going to, yeah, we're going to talk until we're done talking. (laughs) Well, I didn't get to be at the the summit, so this is the first time I have had a chance to talk to you guys since then. John, I think I spoke to at Gen Con, but yes, since well before Gen Con for me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's always nice to to hear from you too, and um, very much looking forward to uh, next time, and also to to a lot of the mutants and masterminds and Dragon Age products coming forth. Um, and I am looking forward to seeing Tianja, Tan, Tanzia, Tanzia, <laughs> Tiansha. Tian- Tian Sha, that's it. Sorry, I really couldn't remember how you were saying it. That's how I say it. I'm probably completely wrong. When it's when it's your game, that's that's how it's said. Exactly. Um, But uh, you know, I I I have to talk to Leon Chang and and my friend Yad and kind of get them to coach me to how to say it properly. (laughs) Yeah. You're just over $18,000, by the way, right now. I know. I'm so excited. Um, There's about what six thousand. To uh, let me see, I think we're about uh, six or seven thousand away from my next stretch goal. I don't have it in my head right now because it's not in front of me. But I, I was trying not to sit there hitting F5 during the uh, podcast because that might be distracting. <laughs> but now you've reminded me. But um, no, it's been really exciting. I think uh, I think the one thing that people have been the the feedback that we've been getting has been incredibly positive. People are really Excellent. happy with what they see. So. Um, it was kind of a long shot putting the playtest version of the PDF as finished as it was out there. I mean, it's what, but it, you know, I've, I, I was trying was, to imitate Fate Core what they were doing, and they were successful. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was saying I, I think that actually putting that out was really was a good move. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's you know, all it's really done is is increase excitement for you know what is obviously going to be a really nice product. So. Yep. Yeah, we're hoping to get the books shipped on that one by March. At least that's our target date. So hopefully people can look forward to seeing that in stores uh, by the middle of next year. So. Great. Yep. So, Best of luck with the rest of the process. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm sure I'll need all the luck I can get at this point. Um, we'll, be, we'll be doing a move, move uh, during the last couple of weeks of the Kickstarter, so it'll be kind of crazy. <laughs> But um, that Just should what's shut that? down your internet. Cl- shut down your internet connection last. Yes, that's basically the process. Yeah. It'll be like, yeah, we're <laughs> we're we're gonna change that connection over after we've moved out. It's gonna have to overlap a certain way. But yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, thanks again, guys, for stopping by. I really appreciate your time, and I'm really excited about all the cool stuff that uh, Green Running has coming up, especially or well, maybe not especially, but even the stuff that. I didn't have anything to do with, but um, <laughs> um, it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you guys again, and I look forward to next time. Excellent, cool. us too. Thanks very much. All right, guys, I'll let you go now, and um, to everyone listening, uh, thank you again for stopping by and and joining us. And uh, until next time, stay vigilant. <laughs>